understanding from your precious Holy Spirit that the will of the Lord may be established and the purposes of God fulfilled. Your word says that unless you build the house, the laborers labor in vain to build it. So we thank you that the Spirit of God in this conference is giving us the blueprints the blueprint of how to walk in this life the blueprint of how to function in the kingdom of god give us eyes to see the path that we should walk upon give us the understanding to keep our feet planted in the way we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth that that grace of the Holy Spirit of God for wealth and prosperity like it was and even more upon the children of Israel may come upon us. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you may grant us the power to get wealth in this conference that the illumination of the Spirit may take place we bless you name father we glorify you and we thank you that so from this conference our lives will change and truly be transformed in a way that glorifies you precious spirit of the living god open our ears and open our hearts and allow us to receive from you tonight in jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. How are you? You good? Amen. Uh, let's turn our Bibles again to Revelations. 18, I believe that there are things in it that the Spirit of God would want to impress upon us further. Hallelujah. You love the Lord? What's happening? What? Chris, what's happening? Didn't you guys test it before service started? It worked? Yeah. So what's the problem now? The cables, the cables for the cord. So, what, which one, what is messed up? What is messed up? What? Okay. Revelations chapter number 
18. You Yeah, let's read it.
this temple be your testimonies prevail. Let your counsels be established. Fulfill your purpose, Lord. about this year fulfillment and glory exaltation fulfillment oh glory exaltation
testimony of your word. Testimony of your promise. The testimony of your word. The testimony of your promise. Testimony of your word. The testimony of your promise. The testimony of your word. The testimony of your promise. Fulfillment. Glory. Exaltation. attention beyond Jesus for a few minutes. Just fixate your mind, your heart on him. He is the true and faithful witness. He has never said anything and not seen it through. His word is established forever. 
your faithful God. We can go back to the piano. You're a faithful God. You never failed us. You never failed us. You're a faithful God. You're a faithful God. Always true to your word, Lord. You're a faithful God. You're a faithful God. Always true to your word, Lord. You're a faithful God. You're a faithful God, always true to your word, Lord. You're a faithful God, faithful God. You've never failed. You've never failed. Always the same. You're a faithful God, faithful God, faithful God. Your word remains the same, and you never fail. You're a faithful God, faithful God, faithful. You never fail, and you never fail. You're a faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, and you never fail. You never fail. You You have never failed, oh faithful God, faithful God, you remain the same, you will never change, you're a faithful God, faithful God, faithful God. And you never fail.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Is there 
send his love on you or set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people for you are the least of all peoples but because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh Hallelujah. Let's read chapter 6. Verse number 20. Then, when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you. Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great 
and severe against Egypt, Pharaoh and all his household. And listen to verse 23. Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in to give us the land of which he saw to our fathers. Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in. Hallelujah. It is difficult or it is rare that the collective find or discover the paths and ways of God for life. It is rare that you see an entire generation. In fact, it has never happened when an entire generation discovered the patterns of God for living. Men who have discovered God have been far fewer, far lesser than the majority of those who have not. Why is it so hard? Jesus said, the narrow road is a hard way. He says, and few they be that find. He says, that is the road that leads to life. So we must believe that there is a path set by God that if a man would walk in, would find himself enjoying the benefits of life. David said, you shall show me the paths of life. You shall show me the path of life. There is a path of life, brothers and sisters. And Jesus admonished us by helping us understand that the majority, the majority of people are walking the wide road because it's a very convenient road. It's a very easy road. So we read now in Revelation chapter 18 how the voice from heaven said to come out of Babylon, to come out of Babylon. Notice. He is referring to his people. He says, come out from her, my people. <coughs> Lest you partake of her sins and share in her plagues. Why is God asking us to come out? It is because many of us have found ourselves within the trenches of Babylon. And you see the reason why we have not discovered the reality of wealth, prosperity, and living in the kingdom is because we are still in Babylon. Yesterday I shared with you the nature of Babylon and the fundamental purpose for his existence and the bedrock upon which it stands today is rebellion against God. This world, brothers and sisters, is the enemy 
of God. Let's, let's, let's read something because I, I want to share something based on what we just read uh, right now. But I want, I want to show you something. 1 John chapter 2 quickly. 1 John 2 verse number 15 please. First John chapter 2 verse 15 Please read it Where? Everybody's there? Okay, let's read it, please towards it not only the world but the things that are in the world and then he goes to tell us what is in the world he says the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life he says all these things are not from the father hallelujah so why have we not yet discovered the hidden treasures available for us in the kingdom. Why have we not yet discovered the inheritance which God has laid down for us? Babylon. Babylon. He says, come out of her, my people. Now, for God to tell us to come out, he must have a system reserved for us to live by. Like he said with the children of Israel, he brought them out that he might bring them in. There was a purpose for which he brought them out and that was to bring them into what he promised their forefathers. So this presupposes that until we come out of Babylon we can never really discover the way of the kingdom the way of the kingdom will always elude us because we were raised inside Babylon we were programmed by Babylon we were nurtured by Babylon so we must first come out not physically but we must first come out in our mind we must first come out from the entrenchment of the indoctrination of Babylon. Except you come out of Babylon in your mind, you'll always be bound to her. One of the challenges that God has had with his people in every generation was that they kept regressing back to their former states. The Bible says, as long as Joshua was alive, the children of Israel listened to all that the Lord commanded. And after he died, the elders that took over, they listened. But when they died, the Bible says the children of Israel went back 
to sin. Why? Because they had not yet come out in their minds. Babylon, brothers and sisters, is a hindrance to a life in the kingdom. So the struggle we have today in Christianity is filtering out the test from the wheat, separating the evil and the good. Because Babylon has been part of our lives for so long that we have become oblivious to the system of God. In fact, we have become rebellious to it. Not just oblivious of ignorance, we have become rebellious to it unawares. <laughs> Why? Remember, you cannot serve two masters. You will either love the one or hate, and hate the other. You will be loyal to the one and disloyal to the other. So you may ask, why is that that we are unable to access the realities of the kingdom of God to which we were born into? It's because we have not yet come out of the Genesis chapter 13. Let's make it 12. Hallelujah. The Lord said to Abraham, verse 1, Get out. <laughs> Uh, you there? Mm -hmm. The Lord. Who said it? The Lord. The Lord said to Abraham, Get out. Get. 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 The Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, here's the question. Why did he not show him before he went out? Why did God show Abraham the land that he was going to show him before he went out? And why did God need Abraham to get out of his country in order for him to show him the land which he promised? Why must I get out? You know, the most powerful force on earth today is culture. Is tradition. Jesus said tradition is so powerful that it nullifies the power and efficacy of the word of God. 
Imagine. Tradition would be so powerful that it would nullify the effects, the impact of God's word in your life. And the name of tradition is the Greek word paradosis. And if you know anything about gematria, you would realize that paradosis is the equivalent of the number 666, which is the only word, the only Greek word with that numerical equivalent. And the Bible tells us if we have a mind that has wisdom, let us calculate the number of the name of the beast, which is 666 the name of his number that means the name has a number that is linked to and that is the word paradosis which appears 12 times in the new testament paradosis and every time paradosis is mentioned it is always in reference to rebellion and resistance against god So the strength of Babylon is the culture and the tradition that it has created. So first, God must liberate you from the culture and tradition of Babylon because until that happens, there is no amount of word from God that can really convince or persuade you. Every time God's word comes to you, it will not have the impact that it should have because of paradoxes. Pastor, you should be talking to us about wealth and about how to access wealth and prosperity. Brothers and sisters, this is the thing that has been a hindrance to the body of Christ walking in total dominion on earth. We have held on to the name of Christ, professed the name of Christ, but living within the culture and tradition of Babylon. Christianity, you know it is the only religion, even though Christianity is not a religion, it is the only religion that has no culture. We have no, what? We have no culture. Why? Because the culture of Christianity can only be extrapolated from the spirit. Our culture is not earthly. Our traditions are not earthly. They are in nature spiritual. So in order for us to walk the culture of the kingdom, we must get acquainted with the mind of the spirit, with the thinkings of the spirit, and with the traditions of the spirit of God. Except we do so. We will always live, co confess and profess the name of Christ, but living the culture of this You see it when people get married, Sister Jessica. You see it when you make funerals that we we are we are still we are still bound to culture, to paradoxes, and that's where demons continue to perpetuate their afflictions on humanity, the atrocities of the demonical forces 
are only strengthened by our culture and the traditions that we keep. So because people are buried in a certain way, why don't you change it? No, it's culture, it's tradition. Paradoxes. It is the stronghold that is hindering Christianity today. So he says, come out, get out. that we celebrate the life of a person after they are dead. We spend more in their death than in their lifetime. Paradoxes. You see, I'm teaching you like this. If somebody dies, you will continue the same person. It's culture, it's trouble. That is why oppression exists in societies where culture and tradition are heralded, are prioritized. So he says, come out. Come out. Until you come out, you can't find the way to wealth. You can't discover the hidden riches of darkness. You won't know that there is a way by which God can supply you that is independent of the system and channels in this world. You will never know. And the problem is that we are unable to persist and persevere in seeking that road because that road is a hard road. So he says, get out of your country. Get out of your father's house. That means there is an exodus that must take place in your mind. There's an exodus that must take place in your soul. Something must change in how you perceive the world. And until you see the nakedness of the world, brothers and sisters, you'll be deceived forever. You would think it is normal, Christian, to wake up in the morning 4 a.m. and go to work and come back. You would think that is normal because you have not yet discovered the activity that controls and governs the kingdom. You say we should not work. I'm not saying that, but I'm implying it. Abraham must leave everything. He must leave his father, leave his country, leave every single thing. Where must he go? God said to the land that I will. He didn't show him then. <laughs> And that is why, even though may wealth is the will of God for God's people, prosperity is the will of God, many of them, 90%, will never walk in it. Babylon. 
Brothers and sisters, it is a powerful system. It is built upon strong foundations, mighty foundations. Only the Spirit of God, only the strategy of the Spirit can bring down these walls. The world is your world. You are a just the world is your wall. It is your wall against your prosperity and your wealth. It is your wall. It is the thing that is standing between you and your inheritance, the world. The world. And until God delivers you, brothers and sisters. Your Christian life will never really take off. Will never really gain the momentum that it should. You must understand wealth is very important. Prosperity is very important. Wealth and prosperity is for our lives here on earth. What prayer is in the spirit for us. The same impact prayer produces in the spirit is the very same impact that wealth and prosperity produces. Listen, wealth isn't just money. Wealth is not money. The, the, the meaning of wealth has... Do you know the meaning of wealth? Throughout the entire Bible is not linked to money. But it is linked to power. The strength, the wealth of a nation is not the reserves it has. The strength of a nation is the army it has. The, 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 the reason why the United States is feared, I mean China has more money than the United States, but the United States is the most fierce nation and most feared nation on the entire surface of the earth why because of its militant power true wealth is the force behind a person the force behind a nation the force behind a church wealth brothers and sisters refers to the army that is assigned to a man what was the wealth of Pharaoh? His army. That's what the word wealth means. It means an army. It means force. So wealth is very important to the establishment of God's purposes and plans on earth for your life. God cannot do anything concerning your life, Chris, without wealth. Prosperity is the tools that accomplishes an objective. And that's when we talk about riches. That's when we talk about money. So if you have prosperity and don't have wealth, you are in danger. Because that means you are not protected. It's force. If Bill Gates were to walk in this place right now, everything will shift towards his direction. That is, is he walking around carrying money? No. Eh? No. 
though he's waiting just like you but he would he would he would command your attention why because he is a force that's what wealth is it is a force that is attached to a man and that is really what attracts riches God said, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, power to attain wealth. That is what he's talking about. The army of heaven. Get out of that country. In other words, brother, if you're still an African in your mind, your Christianity will never work for you. These are things, brothers and sisters, strongholds. You see, Satan doesn't need to, to, to possess you. He's done that a long time ago through the various systems and strongholds that is holding us now. You believe Jesus walked on water, right? That that scrapes out the fact that it's impossible to walk on water. Boats swim. Boats float on water. Boats don't sink. Right? And there are certain things that can't sink underwater. And Jesus provided a possibility that water can be walked on. But do you know even though you've read it several times in your devotional, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. And it's not that you don't want to believe it. You want to believe it, but it's tough. It's hard for you, it's hard for you to, to believe that that thing is, is possible. Yes, Jesus can, but not me. But it was not only Jesus that started it. Jesus is not the first. Why? Culture. Paradoxes. Why are so many of our African brothers and sisters unemployed? Is it due to unemployment or is it due to uh, 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 not being educated? No, there's nothing to do with that. Is paradoxes. Paradoxes. Tradition says if you are not, you can play the piano, right? Do you have a degree? Do you have a diploma? Do you have a certificate that has accredited you? Did you did the lecture teach you? No. So you learn that all by yourself without the aid of a professor or books. Yeah. Did you read any books, manuals, or play piano? So you just learn. Yeah. Now you would think. Right? Because there are people who have 
high grades in music right what's the difference between he and them is there any is there any it's just the attachment that the world gives to you that certificate says you are one of us in other words we 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 validate you and really that's what everybody goes to school for for validation young kids are killing themselves because of a report card valid paradoxes look at the power of paradoxes that a man would begin to evaluate their lives on the basis of what someone else says and they kill themselves that's the power that's the power of paradoxes that a man with a family and a wife and children would kill himself after getting news that he was being retrenched. Why all of a sudden? Paradoxes. People who come out of it. If you were to lose your job today, if you were to lose your job today, how long would you live financially? How long would you be sustained financially? Years ago, I told you that some of you that are working today, the time you retire, you will find that there is nothing in your pension funds. And you know, you thought I was joking. You will see. You will see. The ordeal that happened with Steinhoff. How trillions in pension funds evaporated. Where did they go? And 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 you see. It's these little things that God is using to open your eyes. You see, it, there was there is the celebration of what the Jews call the Shmita. The Shmita, the Shmita, Shmita, right? Is a tradition that is observed every after seven years. Okay, it had to do with giving rest to the ground. Now the strange thing, the strange thing, is that every seven years there is a, a global economic correction that takes place. Every seven, it has happened every seven years, and God told the children of Israel that in the seventh year they should give rest to the the earth, and they should eat of what of all that they harvested from the sixth year that means in the seventh year in the sixth year they would receive double blessing to sustain them through the seventh year so they would not plant anything but they would not lack 
Inversely, in the world, every seven years, there is a correction that takes place. And God is using the failure of the system, the failure of Babylon, because no matter what Babylon tries, do we realize that it is failing? And the failure, brothers and sisters, is very, very much intentional. And God is using the failure in this world to show you that you can't trust, you can't depend on this thing. Look at what happened in 2008 when, 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 when the global markets crashed. And banks with assets of billions and trillions of dollars close shop. Lehman Brothers close shop. Besters close shop. Big banks, mighty banks close shop. And trillions of people say this blew up to thin air. Why? God is trying to show you. Brothers and sisters, what is your security? Today, what is your security? What if if you lost your job today or the company you work for shut down today? What is your security? What is your bedrock? What are you what are you relying on? When God used a prophet to call a fair mind upon the whole land, people suffered, people died. And had it not been for the provision of the Lord, the prophet himself would have suffered. So you must ask yourself, do I really want to find God's method, God's methodology, God's formula, God's pattern, God's path for wealth and living. If your answer is yes, then you must make the hard decision. You must get out of Babylon. That means you must stop doing things the way Babylon is doing. That means your action should no longer be dictated by Babylon. Just get out of your country. Come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. God is trying to show you that there is danger there. There is judgment there. Had it not been for the intercession of Abraham, Lord would have suffered the same fate that Sodom and Gomorrah suffered. The kindness shown to Lord was because of the intercession of his uncle. something might come up. 
Babylon has you and you don't even know it. So he says, come out of her, my people. We are slaves. Tell me of a time where you have received provision supernaturally without the aid of your work and your salary. Tell me the time. When has that ever happened? How many times has it happened in your life under the tree? It shows you that you are bound to a system. If you can't experience what people in Bible days experience who belong to God, then that means there's something fundamentally wrong in your alignment. See, we can't talk about wealth unless we talk about this. Who are you dependent on? You see, here's how God leads a man into inheritance. Here's how God leads a man into inheritance. He creates circumstances for him who trust in none other but God. He engineers situations and circumstances to work against you. The Bible says he called for a fair man because of Joseph. <laughs> And in a national famine, a drought, he called for him because of Joseph. Why? Because he wanted his dreams to come to pass. And always the condition upon which God raises man must, that man must be found in the wilderness. Brothers and sisters, this is such an important teaching that if you do not really understand and are willing to move into that dimension of life you i promise you you will never the only way you you will receive blessing is through babylon you know babylon has his own way of blessing you has his own way of re uh, rewarding you A life of convenience is not a divine one. The divine life is a life of suffering. The supernatural life is the life of suffering and inconvenience. 
That's why sometimes it's Jessica, God speaks to people and says, take all that you have and give it away. There's a reason why. It's not because he, 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 he wants them to be without. No, no. He wants the people to get out of their comfort zone. Africa is prime for true wealth. You know why? Because Africa has no one to look up to but God. Look at nations, look at nations today that have received and gone, gone after aid from uh, Europe. Look what happened to those nations. They are crippled. Why? Because when Europe comes, when maybe France comes, when France comes or maybe China comes, China comes with a promise of better infrastructure, of boosting the economy. So what China does is that China says, okay, fine, we will give you $100 billion. But what you will do is that you will give us what? You will give us contracts. That means every building project, every the major contracts, building roads, building bridges, will be exported, will be imported. So China, Africa doesn't really benefit. Who benefits? It's China because the contracts are supposed to be paid by the government. So the money that China gives gets it back automatically and they also get something far greater. They get a foothold. So now a country like maybe Kenya can't pay back a hundred billion dollars to China. So they remain indebted to China. So whatever China wants, China will get. The policies that China wants implemented in that nation will be implemented. It's the same thing that is happening in South Africa. You think it's democracy. It's not democracy. It's kleptocracy. It's corporatocracy. It's all these things. It is nothing but democracy. You, you don't make the decisions. You don't make the decisions. Your votes don't count. Oh. Your, your votes don't count. That's the truth of the matter. Your votes don't count. The decisions concerning South Africa are made in a place called the city of London. Not London, the city of London. A state within a state. A city within a city. A city that has its own regulations, its own government, its own legislator. Both the ANC, the EFF, receive money from that same place. Last time I told you, go look up the man called John Soros. You, you, you know what he did? He offered several billion dollars to the education department of South Africa. Oh, they said, oh, he said, no, there's a condition there, there's a clause, provided you start introducing sex education within the curriculum. <laughs> Do you think they would say no? So what the world has done is that it has leveraged on the disability of Africa. And that's what Satan is doing with you. Through this system called Babylon. He is using your potential for the kingdom against you and against God.
Why? Because when you don't have a job, you become desperate. I get you become desperate. It's only in the absence of provision in the wilderness that the hand of God. First Chronicles 29. nothing on earth that can convince me that there is not a way that God has forged for his people to walk higher and greater than anything that this world has to offer I have read this Bible from Genesis to Revelation several times and I have found that there is a reality that exists that can cause a man to be lifted up by God amen the Bible says he raises up the poor from the dungeon and sets them among princes. The poor. And sets them among princes. By what way, by what pattern, by what path does he lead the poor to be among the princes? There is a path. And only those who are willing to forego their inconvenience will begin to discover it. We don't know what it is to live by the hand of God. See, we preach it, we talk it, but we don't know what it is. please verse 10 chapter 29 first chronicles therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly and David said blessed are you Lord God of Israel our father forever and ever yours O Lord is the greatness the power and the glory the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours yours is the kingdom O Lord and you are exalted as head over all hmm. both riches and honor come from you David had discovered a tremendous truth about God this is the man who had laid in his life more than 100 billion dollars in today's currency for the building of the temple of God, of his own money. And at the end of his life, he said in his prayer, 
I have come to realize that both riches and honor come from you. That means there is a direct path that riches take from the hand of God to you. God does not need Babylon to advance you. Does not need Babylon to lift you. And this is what we are trying to break out of. Because except we believe this reality, we, we will always be shackled. I do not believe that God is so weak that he would need to use this world to lift me up. Then he's a weak God. Then there is no difference or distinction between me serving Babylon and him. Do you understand that? Yes. That means the, 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 the principles upon which God lifts his people is different from Babylon. Babylon, oh, both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all in your hand is power and might and in your hand it is to make great and give strength to all it says in your hand so can you be a child of god and it be not god's will to make you strong it be not God's will to make you great. So God's revelation in our lives cannot grow, cannot increase, cannot progress until we have found ourselves out of Babylon. Something needs to change in our souls that signifies that we have been delivered from the paradoxes of Babylon. And that is when we are unaffected no more by what happens in Babylon. You know, when Moses, when God sent Moses to bring judgment to the gods of Egypt, the children of Israel were in Egypt. Do you know that? They were in Egypt, but only in a land called Goshen. And whatever was happening in Egypt, there was a time where God said, Go bring darkness over the whole land. There was darkness in Egypt, but there was light in Goshen. Goshen was unaffected by the atrocities that God brought over Egypt. When the hailstones came and destroyed the livestock of Egypt, the livestock of those in Goshen were unharmed. God was preserving his people by a, the same power that God was using to destroy the house of bondage. Where is the Goshen of the Christian man, the Christian woman? Where is the Goshen of Christendom? Where is the Goshen of the body of Christ? How can we be so much in Jesus Christ and yet be so affected by that 
judgment of Babylon. In Goshen, there is a system of preservation. Why? It's because we are unwilling. Come out of her, my people, lest you partake of our sins. I will tell you something. People who don't work are the most blessed people on earth. They just don't know it. They've just not yet discovered it. They are the most blessed people on earth. They, they, they just are blinded by the concerns of this life, by the cares of this life. Once God opens their eyes to the liberty they possess, there is nothing stopping them from reaching the depths and heights of the kingdom. It is because you are looking at life in terms of money, in terms of what you can buy or what you... You, you, you are blinded by Babylon. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? Can I show you something? Revelation chapter 13. Imagine Christian working so hard for someone you've not even seen. For a family you have not even you don't even know. There must there must be another kind of life. There must be another way. It has to be there. It has, Mr. Isaac. It has to be there. The way we are living is not life. It's not life. There has to be another way. There has to be answers. I want to show you something. Revelation chapter. Let's read uh, verse number 15. Chris, read it for me. Okay, read verse 11. Read verse 11. Yes. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Yeah. Did you see that? It horn like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. Yeah? And it exercises all the power of the first beast. In his presence, yes. And causes the earth and them 
whose deadly wound was healed. Yes, he performs. so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth. Yeah. In the sight of men. Yeah. And deceives them that dwell on the earth by, by the those signs of those miracles. Yeah. Which he had power to do in the sight, sight of, of the beast. Mm. So he's talking about two beasts, right? The beast that comes from out of the sea and the beast that come out of the earth. He says the beast that come out of the sea is the Antichrist. The beast that come out of the earth is the false prophet. Alright? Notice, the Antichrist requires the false prophet. He himself does not perform the signs. It is the false prophet that performs the sign. He's the one that takes the responsibility and the duties of deceiving the whole world <laughs> by doing signs and wonders in the sight of the beast of the Antichrist. Who is the Antichrist? Antichrist, Antichrist does not mean somebody who is against Jesus. Alright? The word anti in the Greek there means in the place of. In other words, Antichrist is one who seeks to replace Jesus. That's who and he's not against you, even though he is, but the implication is that he he wants to replace Jesus Christ. So that's what Antichrist, who the Antichrist is, is the one who would set himself up to replace Jesus Christ on earth. And the spirit of Antichrist operates that way. It operates to replace the present significance, preeminence of Jesus Christ in our lives. And he operates doing that through the world, through Babylon. So Babylon's agenda is to undermine the integrity of God in your life. To make you doubt God. To make you doubt that God is able. To make you doubt the possibilities that God can provide through his power by his spirit. So Babylon exists with a spirit of Antichrist. To make you disbelieve the very God you say you have come to believe. That's what Babylon does, Mr. Bali. Makes you question, Hi, ah, can God really do this? Would God really do this? Will God do this? And ah, is Babylon, is the spirit of Antichrist. He wants to take the preeminence in your life. He wants to replace Jesus. And it is a force, brothers and sisters. And the Bible tells us that even those who were once in the fold left because of the spirit of Antichrist. John speaks about it. He says they left us that it might be manifest that they were not from us, but they were in our our clique in the first place. Why? The spirit of Antichrist. To replace the relevance of Jesus in the body of Christ. Is it not the spirit of Antichrist that has brought in the body of Christ today? Babylonic, Belzebir, uh, 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 Baal systems and Baal ways of doing things? It is. There is a casualness in Christianity today. A lightness, a lasciviousness, a liberty that exists in Christianity today. Why? The spirit of Antichrist. The Christ that we worship is far removed from the Christ of the Bible. It seems like the Christ that we have come to serve is, can tolerate everything. <laughs> the spirit
spirit of Antichrist. He is not so much against Jesus as he desires to replace him. And he says the spirit of Antichrist is everywhere. And, and you see the spirit of Antichrist by, by what? By, by the lawlessness that exists. When church members can be rebuked for their sins, for living unrighteous, <laughs> you know Antichrist is in the building. Baal is in the building. Baal is detecting the movements, the activities within the church. <laughs> he has captured the minds of God's people. He knows. He doesn't need to capture your spirit. Your spirit may belong to God. But if he captures your mind, he decapitates you. He cripples you. If he can get you to thinking about money, about luck, if he can get you to thinking about all those things, he will bring you to, to a place in your life where you belong to him unbeknownst. And you will be singing hallelujah in church. But he knows you're mine. I got you. Notice something. Read verse 16, Chris. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bound, to receive a mark in their eh? right yeah. hand, yeah. or on their forehead. Yes. And that no man might buy or sell. Mm. No man may transact, may buy or sell, except he that had the mark. Now, he could not do that. He could not eradicate the usage of currency, the usage of money, if it did not belong to him. Read there, read there, Chris. Or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Yes, notice, he says he causes all, both rich and poor, small and great, to receive a mark on their hand or on their forehead, that no one should but, so the currency of that time would be the mark of the beast. Hmm. You know what the Holy Spirit told me? He said, money, money, money is the physical form of the mark of the beast. Hmm. Money is the physical form of the spiritual reality of the mark of the beast. Notice, no one will be able to buy or sell. That means the use of money would be obsolete. There would be no need for all currency would have been evaporated. Only one form of currency, a mark. A mark by which he would use to capture all men to his allegiance. So what does that tell us about money, brothers and sisters? That it's Satan's system to capture us. To bring us into his allegiance. 
Because there will come a time where that physical form that we call money, call currency, would be irrelevant in the use of transaction. That there will come a time where if you wanted to buy house, buy bread, buy car, you would need to use a mark instead of physical currency. So what you know is currency today will become a mark in the future. And that tells us that this thing called currency is a primer, is a, is a preparation, is, is what Satan is using to get us all hooked up into this thing. All bound, all intoxicated, poisoned by this thing. So when it comes the time for him to present a higher system, would have, we, we would have no power to resist. Why? We want bread, we want money, we want car. Because all we know in all our lives is that we have used money to buy bread. Yet God says, come buy without the price. He that has no money, come buy. There's another system where bread can be bought. Bread can be acquired without money. Houses may be acquired without money. And until we learn the way of the kingdom, the way of the spirit, we we eternally bound to this fallen being. Jesus said, "Life does not does not consist of the abundance of things which He possesses." We are fighting today. We are fighting because of money. God didn't create money. God didn't create money. Everything God created was free. He never created money. Money is a demonic system used to enslave men. Used to steal the time and destiny and potentials of men. If you want to buy clothes, you must go and enslave your time, enslave yourself to someone so that he can give you not what you deserve, brother, but what is owed to you. You don't decide how much you earn. It is decided for you so that you can buy bread, you can buy your clothes. But something happens as you buy, the money that you have runs out. His money doesn't run out. Why? Because he controls the means of production. Until we see this world for what it is, there will be no revolution that takes place in the body of Christ with regards to wealth acquisition, prosperity acquisition. It will always elude us. It will always make us wonder. No one will be able to buy or sell. This is Babylon. This is Babylon, Mr. Bali. Where our governments are owned by businesses, by corporations. Where governments are not ruled, are not governed from parliament, they are governed from boardrooms from offices of CEOs in corporations. The biggest company on earth, Walmart, 
Walmart makes 500 made in 2019 516 billion dollars in revenue that is 10 times the GDP of South Africa that is enough money to buy South Africa 16 times over it has the largest workforce in the entire world. It hires and employs 2.4 million. South Africa only employs. That is the largest workforce of Norway. Norway only, only hires 1.2 million people. Walmart, a company. And in a world where money speaks more than title, you are sure to know that it detects things. Walmart owns what you call macro. Dion Wyatt, Game, all these chains are owned by that store called Macro. When, when Macro makes money, you think the money stays here, it doesn't stay here, it flies, it goes to America. When Game makes money, it flies, it goes to America. Dion Wyatt flies and goes to America. Something a country does not make. Why? Because Satan deemed it that the, those who control the means of production also control what the buying power that comes with it. It's called capitalism. Why? Keep money in the hands of the rich. And they control the whole world. And you want to continue living by this system just because you feel like it supplies your needs. Yet God said there is a promise to all those who will come out of Egypt. That they will live in houses they did not build. They will drink from vineyards they did not plant. They will have possessions they did not toil for. Bible says he gave them the labor of nations. And he caused them to inherit the wealth and riches. God wants to help you. God wants to deliver you. And until your eyes open. See, we, you, you can't really, uh, we can't even begin to discuss kingdom wealth because if we begin discussing it with that stronghold, it will be difficult for you to receive it. Because we will be talking about going to the pond and telling money to come out and you will be wondering, how is that possible? We will be talking about to calling money into your wallet, opening up and taking it out. And you will wonder. Here's that boy. On Saturday we were praying, right? Remember? And I asked you to go buy food for us. We went into my car. I didn't find money. I asked Mr. Bali. Mr. Bali didn't have. I went into my room. When I came up, what did I come up with?
How, how, how much did, did we, we need? No, how much did I say, ask Mr. Bali? 100 then? How much did we come up with? It was not there. Ask him, he was standing by my, the door of my room. I looked, I looked, I looked, I looked, I looked, I looked. And I said, I would find him. A man of God one day was sharing a testimony. He said they, he needed money to give for a crusade that they were organizing. So he went into his room and he started praying in the spirit. And then he said to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need this money. I need this money. You know what the Holy Spirit said? The Holy Spirit said to give, open the second drawer and you will find the exact amount he needed. He found it. The day I learned, the day I heard that, I told myself, that is how I'm going to live. I may not have money, money, physical money. The, maybe you might find that the, the, the most I have probably would be 170. Then? 170. And I don't, I don't have it. That's all I have. I will buy for petrol, eat. Favor with that 170. There are times where I, all I had in my account was a thousand rand, and I needed to do several things that exceeded that amount. I would do all those things, and by the time I come back, that thousand rand is not there. Many times it happened. Many times it happened. Why? Because my life is my 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 finances, my wealth is Jesus. It, it's in my consciousness. My wealth is not dictated by what I have in the in, in the account by what no 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 my wealth is Christ. I believe in God so much, I believe in this thing so much. And that's why I believe God has commissioned me with this mission to help liberate his people out of the clutches of poverty. I be oh, oh my goodness. <coughs> See what I'm teaching you? At one point in my life, Sister Jessica, it was at the end. At one point in my life, it was at the end. At one point, Christian, it was at it is no longer here. I'm not teaching you theory here. To you this theory, but it is a reality that God wants to bring you in. Money only exists in the mind of the poor. I heard that statement once and it never left me and I always wondered, what does that mean? Money only exists, money is only real in the mind of the poor. 
then I, I, I realized, I knew, I found out what that meant. I don't save money. I will never save money. Never. I will never. I serve God. I love God. And these are the these are convictions that I'm trying to implant inside you by the Spirit. Where where you begin to live over and above independent of what you get. You know what God would do, 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 do to me for six months? Every money I get, he tell me to release it. Every money, no matter how much, I get it, I give it away, 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 get it, I give it away. No matter how much it was. Give here, give here, give here, give here, give here, give here. And I'd be left with nothing. But then I noticed a trend. That every time I did that, I never let. I never wanted. I never needed. I remember when 2017 finished, when 2016 finished, God said to me, go, go to the United States. I know said brother. I went there. How? By my God. By the time 2017 ended, I was in tears. I remember I was in tears. I was in my season of prayer. And I cried and I said, Lord, you have granted me all that I need. I don't know how to thank you. God said to me, now I'll give you what you want. I don't cheat a soul in this world. I don't work for a soul in this world. I don't lack. I will never lack. I serve God, not memory. I serve God, not memory. You can't do the things that I do in my life. With the money that you may say I get from church, you can't. You can't do it. it. You can't sustain it. You can't. It's just impossible. You can't. I have come out of Babylon a long time ago. And I have found and discovered a life that is greater than that. And that is, that is the journey that I have taken into reaching kingdom wealth demonstration. Notice my Doctrine. I'm teaching about wealth right now, right? 
is there any time in what I have taught in these last two days where I told you to come give and you'll receive a gift or you'll be wealthy? Get out of Babylon. Get out. It's better to suffer temporarily and enjoy the benefits of obeying God than to enjoy the pleasures that last only for a while and live your life in regret. Christianity today is in a mess, brothers and sisters. Is in a mess. Christianity today is in a mess. Has no identity, no direction. We don't know where we are going. You listen to T.D. Jakes. He tells you about being being strong and praising you and and working hard. You listen to that. Uh, Joseph Prince will tell you uh, tell you something else. God's grace is enough for you. You listen to uh, Joel Austin. Joel Austin will tell you, smile, smile. God's got you. You listen to all these people and they have so many different things to say. You listen to Joy Smile. She'll tell you, be joyful, be joyful, have peace. You listen to all these different people. No identity. You listen to this Elevation Church pastor, you don't even hear what he's saying. You listen to Hillsong, you don't know. There's, we all, we're just singing. It's a mess. Yet he said, until we all come to the unity of the faith. But then you look, they build beautiful structures. Eh? Mighty structures. They have... They have powerful production systems, powerful integration of technology. God is, God's blessing is on them. God's blessing is on them. You don't know what blessing is. You don't know what blessing is. Let me ask you, how many skyscrapers did Moses do? Pregnancy don't even go to Moses. How many skyscrapers did John the Baptist build? How many churches did he build? Where was he? Who is the greatest person to ever be born amongst men? <laughs> it's because we live in a world that is deceived by the last of the eyes. That's why the church is in such shambles today. We have defined the presence the gift, the call, the anointing by what we can see with our eyes. Babylon dictates how we see, how we hear, and how we live. One day, all these people you see on television you will see standing before Jesus. You will be shocked. You will be, sh- you will be shocked by the things that will be coming out of God's mouth. 
And there are times where Jesus takes me. And we sit on the high mountain in the spirit. And he brings all these people. And he tells me all about their lives. Now I can't share this information amongst men. But you get to realize the pain in Jesus' heart of people not really knowing who he is. Because we are loyal to a system. We are loyal to tradition. I pray. I pray. That by the time we are done with this conference, that at least you would see the world for what it is. You would see the world and the things that are in the world for what it is. And you would lift up yourself, shake up yourself to seek the living God for reality. Otherwise, we will be eluded by the promised land like the children of Israel running around the promised land is right over there running around running around 40 years yet the promised land is right over there and you know what god would be doing he would be folding his arms and saying i'm waiting god is very patient god is very patient the bible says of the church in Anti- i'm the church in jerusalem in Acts, the Bible says they sold all their lands, all their property, and came and brought the proceeds upon the feet of the apostles, and there was none who lacked. What was going on? We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. You are teaching us realities about life, about your kingdom, and about accessing the treasures that are available for us in your kingdom. You're opening our eyes not only to the nature of this world, but to the nature and character of the living God and how you want to position us in these last days to inherit the earth and to inherit the dominion of the kingdom. Father, we are your children and we ask in the name of Jesus that the testimony of God in our lives may prevail. The testimony of God in our lives may be established. That as you teach us these things, we ask that strongholds in our minds, oh God, previously held beliefs and limiting thoughts may be broken forever. We are asking in, in the name of Jesus, that the sword of the spirit may come with such veracity and power to crush, oh God, every exalted thought, every exalted ideology in our minds forever, that we may see and perceive and understand as you would have us understand. For we, we have received an understanding from you that we may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, your son. Thank you, Father. Bless Selengolo Setran Zebradi. Just speak in tongues as you stand up. Bar Shalagaravas. Oh, Shalabaralegor Santalagaravas.
never meant for us to live by money but by grace i mean you know this 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 teaching means so much to me so much to me because i know where i come from so invested in it and committed to seeing it be a reality in your life because i can see how bound limited enslaved you are and that's not god's way and as a christian you must ask yourself Am I a Christian, or am I still trying to be one? May God give you full understanding of that which you are hearing tonight. Don't let go of this message. Don't let go of it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hold on to this thing. Hold on to this thing. It is. your liberator it is your emancipator you see it might not dawn tonight or tomorrow but if you keep saturating yourself in it one of these days the light will dawn the bible says and it dawned on david that he was king and he was king all this time but one day it just dawned on him that hey i'm king i'm king i'm king Bible says until the day star arises in your heart. Hallelujah. We'll continue tomorrow same time. God bless.